Welcome to the Clarity Call, a podcast which provides encouragement and guidance to parents overwhelmed with the responsibilities of raising a child with special needs or has a medically complex diagnosis. Gain an enlightening perspective that helps dispel feelings of fear, uncertainty, or exhaustion as you venture into a life of peace, joy, and clarity. You're now on the Clarity Call with Alicia and Kimberly. Welcome to the podcast today, everybody. Hello, hello. I'm Kimberly. And I'm Alicia. And you are on the Clarity Call. We are sisters. And we have large families. Well, she does. (laughs) (laughs) And we just want to party all the time. Mine's growing. That's true. My 20-year-old daughter just got engaged, so I'm going to get another son. I couldn't be more excited. He is so awesome. Mine's growing, too. Yeah? I'm getting another grandbaby. Woohoo! 2021, bring it on. I know. It's so exciting. There's lots of excitement. Who knows what else could happen in 2020? I mean, a year, a lot can happen in a year. Right. Yeah. All new news, exciting news. Yeah. There might be hard news and that's okay too, because we can, we can all get through it together. Right. So we, between us have 16 kids, six of whom have a, a medical Medically complex diagnosis or considered special needs. Um, we are in our second and final marriages. Learning, growing, trying to progress changing. every day. Changing, yeah. We Bring like, it on. We like changes. All right, so we're going to start with our reality check. Oh, this is a good one. People. Well, People. Maybe. <laughs> maybe. Hopefully you'll just laugh because I almost cried and then I laughed. But so uh, my son, my 17-year-old son helps me. Uh, with respite care sometimes in the evenings. Um, he takes care of my six-year-old Jocelyn. And just to remind you, she is um, severely autistic, developmentally delayed, um, epileptic. She has a condition called brain small vessel disease with stroke. So she maybe operates at about a two-year-old level. I don't know. I mean, some, some areas she's more advanced, some areas she's less advanced. Um, but I was doing Caden's cares, so I'm in with the nurse doing his um, trach care and G-tube cares for the evening while he's in with Jocelyn, and he always lets me know when she's poopy so that I can get in to change her as quick as possible, but that's not going to happen when I'm holding my son's trach in my hands because that's his lifeline. So I just say, thanks for letting me know, and... The next thing I know, he's saying, mom, you're going to want to come here right now. So I'm like, turn it over to the nurse. And, you know, just we were thankfully at a point where she could finish up what was needing to be done. And I run in there and Kate and Jocelyn has her he's holding her hands out to her sides, like holding her by the wrists with her arms out to her sides because there's poop all over her hands. Yeah, funny now, but I go in there and she had like pooped, but then stuck her hands down into her diaper and like, I don't even know how fast it happened because it literally felt like 30 seconds after he said that to me that he was calling for me to come right now, but it just felt like it was everywhere. And and you know how that feels. Like all of a sudden you're like, I'm burning my house down. (laughs) Now mind you, if I was there... It, I mean, for all intents and purposes, it would have been different, but poop doesn't scare me because I have a Hirschsprung's warrior and anybody listening that has a Hirschsprung's warrior understands we deal in poop. 
mm-hmm. every day. And sometimes we don't get it and it makes us sad. And other days we get a lot of it and it's a very large mess. Mm-hmm. So it wouldn't have scared me. So I can laugh about it because like I'm good with poop. I just am. I always have been. I worked with the elderly for years and years and, and you know, I'm, I'm in a poop world. That's okay. Right. It doesn't scare me. They the other don't. thing you should know about Jocelyn though, is she's extremely oral. Oh. She always has something in her mouth, yeah. her hands, if there's nothing else, if there's not like a chewy tube available, right? So our And first, she's fast. Oh, she is so fast. She's very fast. Yeah. That's why all of this <laughs> and happens. strong. So. She's very strong. Yeah, like my, my 17-year-old son is, is over 200 pounds, you know, pushing six feet. He's tall. He's a big kid. And he was, I mean, it took a lot for him to hold her there with her arms out to her sides till I could get there to help, to keep her from smearing it everywhere, putting it in her mouth, like... Oh, realities. I'm the realities of life, people. Yeah. And good. can I just tell you that actually leads in really well to our topic today. Oh, good. Which is don't shit on yourself. <laughs> <laughs> because, of course, I run in there and I think, well, he should have stopped this from happening. Yeah. Was right? he sitting on his phone? What was he doing? Well, wasn't in there, so I don't know. I know. I'm saying, of course, our minds go there. Like, right. what were you doing that you couldn't yeah. have stopped this? Like, you should have stopped this from happening, right? Yeah. Um, sure. Yeah. Any mom would have, right? Uh, <laughs> like we said, like, I've Jocelyn has, on the trampoline, gotten a poopy diaper off yeah. before. Yeah. And, you know, I mean, it's like, I have to, all I can do is see it happening, and I can run out to that trampoline as fast as I can, but... She's nine, fast. She's fast. She's nine fast. times out of 10, she's going to beat me to the poop. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Well, bless her heart. Well, I just know the first time I ever heard the statement, stop shitting on yourself. Mm-hmm. I was sitting in addiction recovery classes um, with a spouse and learning about life from a lot of different perspectives, a lot of major challenges, a lot of buffering, a lot of substance abuse, a lot of struggles, a lot of life. And, um, I was like, what does that mean? Stop Mm -hmm. shooting on yourself. Yeah. Okay. So as we expound. Yeah. The, I I mean, as I've talked about in, in actually just our last episode, I was talking about how the first thing I try and help my clients remove from their vocabulary, which means stop thinking this is I can't, and I don't know. And when you remove those things, it's very easy to move into the place where not very easy. I shouldn't say that. <laughs> your brain, can, yeah, <laughs> your brain can start to look for a a, um, a solution right. versus uh, just I, sh- shutting I can't the do door. This. Yeah, yeah. When you say I can't or I don't know, you just shut the door. Well, the same is true when you say I could have, I should have, I um, can't. I if only I had. I wish, you know, when you use those terms or when you even think those things, you move into a place of shame and regret. Those are things that create and bring up negative emotion in your brain. Right. And as we just spoke about, as we were looking forward to 2021, that remaining in the present is where our happiness is. So when we are doing and using these words and these phrases, we're in the past. Right. Because these are past tense. Right. And past, you know, as we know, there's beauty in that 2020, which is interesting to say that Mm -hmm. after coming out of 2020. Right. But there's beauty in that we can learn from those things. Absolutely. It doesn't mean that we did them 
wrong or bad or horrible if we choose to learn from them. Right. We can allow hindsight to be a teacher, not something that creates regret. There's a beautiful analogy that I heard on a podcast years ago about viewing life as a classroom. And when we can accept that we are in the perfect classroom, which is life, that's going to give us those things that will help us become our best selves, should we choose to use the circumstances that were handed in that way, we can allow ourselves to, even in the moment, we don't have to let hindsight be the teacher. We talked about that on our 50-50 podcast with Trisha Bronner-Sreither. You know, we can learn from our experiences instead of allowing it to create regret. Because when we say I should have or I could have, that means that we have regret about something that we think it should have gone differently than it did or that something went wrong. Well, nothing has gone wrong. Right. And we, as we know, we can't wish things away and we can wish for things, but we can't wish things away. And I know that it's really hard because going through this transformation these last several years of becoming mindful and power of our thoughts, it's been really challenging for me to stay in the place of, oh, if I would have only known that mm-hmm. then, mm-hmm. or in my first marriage, I should have done this differently, or I could have tried this. Or thinking our kids would have turned out a different way or had a different experience if we would have or should have or could have done something different. But I immediately am learning, well, I have learned to immediately pull myself out of, as soon as I go there, oh, I should have known that. I say, stop. I didn't know that. If I would have known that, you're right. I wouldn't be here. Right. But I'm here and I'm learning and I'm going to use that now to move forward. And that's where the beauty of the change and the healing occurs is just recognizing the, even if it is a mistake that we've made or a choice. Um, a couple of years back, I... I made a big mistake um, and I could have chose, I can still choose to have been the victim of a circumstance and that's why I made the mistake or, you know, there's excuses or rationalizations or things that come up in our world, but choosing to, rather than saying I shouldn't have done that, allow it to be that mistake and that learning and growth opportunity and moving forward. There's so much more healing in that. And then you you talk about it and you don't have it as a regret because that is one thing that I, um, kind of a personal model I've had through my whole life is live with no regrets. And people will say, oh my gosh, but you did X, Y, and Z. How can you not regret that? And I'm like, because there's no reason to have regrets if you're choosing to learn from those things. Absolutely. And there's so much healing and power involved in that. And if people choose to view you in a way and wanting to shame you or wanting to keep you there, that's their problem. That is not your problem. That's not my problem. I still choose to find the beauty in learning from the mistake and moving forward. And um, that keeps us from having those, um, like I'm not allowing myself or others to put a stop to my progress. Yeah. I mean, and that is so amazing. I had a similar experience that I look back and there were a lot of people telling me that I had, you know, done something wrong and, The fact is I wasn't present enough in my own mind to have made a different decision in the moment. And now I can look back and know that I needed to make the decision I made to get me thinking on purpose. I was not thinking on purpose. 
Yeah, you were a victim to your life. Because and this was I. I mean, and I didn't even that. know that I was choosing that. <laughs> yeah. Until I made a decision that shook me from that place and helped me become more mindful, helped me to get a grip on that my thoughts were creating my reality and that I was going to have to change my brain to change my life. And I look at that now and I am so grateful for, call it a mistake, call it a wrong choice if you want to. I don't view it that way now because it changed my life for such the better. And I, I just am so grateful now that I had the experience that allowed me to start this journey to clarity. Right. I, I find myself talking to my kids a lot about um, examples and people in their life. And sometimes they want to say, oh, well, they should have they that. I said, we get two choices in life. We can um, choose to, as I've said to them, if you want what they have, do what they do. Or we can choose to learn from the things that they maybe don't do or things we don't like that they do. But that doesn't mean that they shouldn't do them or that they, you know, that you can't do certain things. We have to look at it as um, learning from others' mistakes, others' choices, and that helps us grow and us be better. We don't need to shame other people for where they are, what they're doing, or ourselves because there's no, there's no hope and there's no... Um, peace in in living in that place. No, absolutely not. And, you know, you can take it to the next step and remember that, you know, everything is fixable. Everything is changeable. So, you know, nothing is permanent, you know, based on decisions that we've made. We can always make a different decision. And whether that's because we've made a decision that didn't bring us the outcome we wanted, and so we're personally going to make a different decision, or whether we're watching someone else make choices that we know, oh, well, if I make those choices, I probably will get the same outcome, so I'm not going to make those choices. We have so many opportunities in this perfect classroom of ways to learn if we will just seek the opportunities and be open-minded to learn the lessons, then we can stop repeating them, right? Right. Because nothing changes if nothing changes. (laughs) Yes, absolutely. Love it. And I know that a lot of these things are tied to um, the thing we probably talk the most about in a maybe needing to make changes is when we buffer. Mm -hmm. And I know, like I said, I I learned this in um, 12-step addiction recovery. And whether people come by that uh, innocently or, or, um, you know, by choice or however you get into that place, Um, just understand that, you know, if you're a special needs mom and you find yourself in a buffering world or, you know, you want to make changes, shooting on yourself is not going to fix your problems. Right. Um, and it's only going to bring pain and misery is what it's going to do. Right. I can't do that. Or I don't know how to do that. Um, you, you literally shut the door to the ability to heal and move forward and progress. Absolutely. So, um, and in those cases, and I, and I remember how, um, suffocating that feels. And so by all means, if, if you need some professional help to get through those things, because this is a real thing, Mm -hmm. these patterns in our brain are so real and so, um, so powerful that sometimes it takes a jolt and a help from other people to, to pull yourself out of that and have somebody point it out to you because we can get really, really stuck in our victimhood. It's Mm -hmm. a bit, it's a, it's a real thing. So don't, if you're, if you're, um, connecting with this, you know, 
Don't keep shooting on yourself. Don't keep saying, oh, well, that's me. And I don't know how to, you know, it, it is real that you feel that way, but there are so many ways out. Right. And so Alicia and I both attended, um, 12 step recovery programs in support of, um, our spouses were addicts. And so we went to a program for loved ones of addicts and you learn the same principles as the addicts are learning at, at in the 12 step program. Um, something that really just completely blew my mind and changed my mindset um, because I really am still grateful for the concepts that I learned and the healing that changed in my world or helped me in my world when I went through the 12-step program. Um, But I listened recently to Zach Spafford of the Self Mastery Podcast, and he talks about overcoming pornography addiction and really just the the principles apply for overcoming addiction um, in general. So when we say I can't or shouldn't, that brings shame, which shame leads back to buffering or negative or addicting behaviors, right? Because that's how you want to self-soothe and escape the uncomfortable feelings. That is why addictions happen and why we choose to buffer and all of those things. It's a, it's a pattern of behavior, a loop. So Zach Spafford talks about, you know, in the addiction recovery program, it, there's a part in one of the sayings that says, I'm powerless over my addiction. And I've come to understand that we are not powerless over anything. Because even when you're choosing to buffer or participate in an addicting behavior, that's power. You're, you're choosing your power, using your power to choose to participate in that. Right. Um, that is power. So you're not powerless. And Zach um, talks about how he helps people overcome addictions through helping them say, I can you know, we want to say, you know, I shouldn't do that. I can't do that because there's so much shame wrapped up in certain behaviors, but you can do whatever you want to do. Yeah, I can do that. I'm going to choose not to this time. There you go. Or I can, and I really want to, but I'm going to wait until tomorrow at noon and see if I still really want to do that. You know, like he gives us so many amazing tools in overcoming buffering and negative behaviors that really when you can get to that level, help you remove should have, could have, you know, wishing, um, you know, I, I didn't want to do that. It doesn't make me feel good about myself. Well, you know, you can work on your self mastery and using the power that you have to make choices. And you can also realize that this doesn't happen overnight and you're not going to overcome your buffering behaviors, your addicting behaviors, those things that you struggle with overnight. And that's okay. You can have compassion for yourself. You can realize that you're human and that you're doing your best and that you're seeking opportunities to Use your brain to make decisions that do help you feel good, that do empower you, that do help you catch yourself in moments of weakness. Right. And if you choose to, you know, if you find yourself, choice or not, around people who want to keep you stuck in that place, again, it's a choice Mm -hmm. to keep those people in your life or set boundaries that, that have to show them the door. 
But we have to remember that knowledge is power. And once you learn this, it gives you that power to move forward, to learn how to remove can't and shouldn't and um, I don't know how from your vocabulary. Right. And we're going to challenge you that this year as you move forward. You know, write an affirmation, put it somewhere, catch yourself, notice when you're saying those things so that you can, unless you're noticing them, unless you're, you're validating that it's happening, it won't change. Right. Yeah. And just a reminder, I am a certified life coach. I'm having a lot of amazing success with my clients right now. And I am still for a short time, still going to be offering free consultations. So if you want help removing these things from your vocabulary and kind of just having someone who has a different perspective, help you look at your thoughts and see areas that you can, um, overcome these ways that you continue to shit on yourself. Um, I would love to help you. So all of the information on how to reach me is in our outro. And, um, I also, if you want to email me, have our amazing, 21 empowering thoughts for 2021 that are great for this too. So, um, just reach out to me an email if either of those things seem like they will benefit you for 2021. Right. And so moving forward, as you try to recognize where you're having these, um, changes in your world, fast forward, if you need to, and get to the present, get out of the past, stop being stuck, move to where you are now, and let the past go and be ready to move onward and forward because 2021 can be amazing. And we're here to help you, encourage you. And if there's something you need to need help with and you, you want to shoot us a, a message of, hey, let's, can you talk about this? Or what are your views on this? Give us some topic ideas because we would love to have more to talk about. Absolutely. So we'll... Uh move to the end of this topic by reminding you of our mantra, which is the happiness of your life depends on the quality of your thoughts. Awesome. And, and then of course, as always, we want to end with a would you rather, and sometimes they're laughter and sometimes they're serious. And today I picked one as, um, back on episode 17 and 18, if you want to pull that up, we did an interview with our friends, the Dahlbergs. Now, um, if you think you have some challenges going on in your life, doesn't hurt to review this because these are some people who are overcoming some very big challenges and um, they're right now experiencing a, a life of, of being pregnant with triplets and he is a, in, I guess, I don't know how you'd say, he's, he's certainly not in recovery in, <laughs> or even in remission now that we've learned this, but he struggles with stage four cancer and They've set out on their on one of their things. They said, okay, would you rather have a life without vision or a life without speech? Mm-hmm. And this is a very big one because he faces a, a needing to have another brain surgery for a tum- possible tumor. And uh, we really thought about this. We were asking people the other day, what would you rather? Would you rather not be able to see? Or, you know, if you, if you had a choice in this brain surgery to not be able to see or not be able to speak, which would it be? Mm-hmm. And uh, that was a big one. Yeah. And this one just really hits home for me. You know, it kind of jolts me in the heart just because my Jocelyn is nonverbal. She can't communicate very well with us. And I, you know, I pray for the miracle that she'll be able to speak someday and communicate with us. But she can't. Um 
And so I don't, I have no idea what it would be like to not have my sight. And (laughs) I think just because the speech one hits such a close heartstring for me, I probably would say speech just because it feels like if you can communicate, you know, I don't know. That really is a tough one. That's a big one. I know. And that's, I'm like, okay, well, we're talkers. We're loving this journey that we're doing. I don't know if I, you can't reach out to the world as easy when you can't talk. Yeah. Um, so I think communication, it's probably a big one. I think I need to be able to talk, but yeah, but like you said, they have triplets coming. So what if he doesn't ever get to see his triplets? Yeah, this is a big one people. Right. Um, and if you are like my husband who helps us produce this, he's a talker because that's his job. He, he reports and he talks and he's a DJ and, and, uh, he needs his voice to pay the bills. So, right. You know, think about that in your own life as you go forward with your, your struggles and your journeys that there are people that actually face these kinds of challenges too. And, uh, and we're all in this together. Right. So live in the present, be happy and let us know what your thoughts are. Absolutely. Have a good week, everyone. You've been listening to The Clarity Call with Alicia and Kimberly. Find additional episodes of the program on any popular podcast app or search Apple iTunes. You may also subscribe to The Clarity Call to catch every episode. If you've enjoyed the content of this podcast, we invite you to share it and please leave a rating and review of our program. If you'd like to connect with Alicia and Kimberly on social media, you can find them on Instagram as The Clarity Call or on Facebook under Clarity Call. They can also be reached by email at theclaritycall at gmail.com. Thank you for listening and supporting our program.